Stars fight fans, damas y caballeros. Welcome to the No Decision Podcast. It is I, Wes Ibarra, right alongside me, Jared Joy Villapando. We're going to go through the Canelo versus Saunders unification super middleweight fight. What's next for Canelo? The dark case of Felix Verdejo and upcoming fights for the rest of the month. We will take a quick timeout when we come back. We're going to start with Canelo versus Saunders.
Fights Trainers Fight Fans. Welcome back to the No Decision Podcast. We are now going to talk about who we think would be next for Canelo. I'll start off this discussion, Joy. You know, I think it's a very easy call here. And, you know, a lot of hints were dropped about it last night. I think the next guy Canelo should face is the last man standing, and that is Caleb Sweethands Plant fighting out of Las Vegas, Nevada by way of, uh, I believe he's from Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, so, yeah, man, I, I would love to see that matchup. And there's going to be a lot of storylines going on there. USA versus Mexico. The dancer versus the rusher. You know, power versus finesse. You know, all of that. And big prize, big stadium, big money, big everything. And man, it, it's going to be, it'll be, it'll be quite the fight if it could be signed very, very soon. I know Eddie Hearn's got a lot of work to do and Al Heyman. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with you, Wes. There's only one guy left. Um, you know, um, Canelo has always spoken about this journey of being the undisputed champion at 168 the first mexican to ever be undisputed champion i think for any weight class um you know let alone the middleweight class um and so this is gonna be very interesting i, I do think that the fight will be made i think it's just inevitable um and i don't think caleb plant is running from anything i think you know i think it, it was just always been about the plan that um that Canelo was going to grab the WBC, WBO um, first and the, the the Ring Magazine first and then go after the IBF. Um, and yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, the, the IBF, you know, in the hierarchy, in the pyramid of titles, the IBF is actually seen as the lowest um, title of all those, you know, major titles. But I mean, yeah, it, it's still like it still has a lot of credibility on it, and you know, Caleb Plant definitely earned that title. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a little bit worrying, right? Uh, Caleb Plant has a lot going against him if this fight were to make sense, um, or is, if this fight were to go through. Yeah, I, I, it, it's t terrifying, but. Like you said, right? His his nickname is Sweet Hands. I think, I think he he has enough to to pull the upset. You just gotta fight flawlessly. You gotta make sure nothing like no stone is unturned. You gotta make sure, you know, you you could take the biggest punch, but not also take too much of the biggest punches from Canelo. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, let me ask you this, Wes: If you're any of the middleweights that Canelo has already fought and obviously you're in the middleweight division because you want to take the middleweight titles where do you go from here right if you're Billy Joe Saunders I mean I mean you can't really ask for a, um, a rematch against Canelo but unfortunately if Canelo grabs all the titles there's only one guy to fight Yeah, you know, and I took a second to really think about that. Right. And maybe, yeah, I, I guess you can argue that um, running it back with Billy Joe just to see how the fight would have looked extended. But at the same time, 
you can also argue that the same thing could have happened anyway. Yeah. Because Canelo's that much better. Yeah. For me, you know, say, say hypothetically Canelo beats Caleb Plant. I think you just, I think you think, I think you just clean up the rest of the class. So Benavidez, Demetrius Andrade. You just to, just to, well, I don't know about Eubank. Well, but... you, yeah, Eubank was calling out uh, Canelo last night too, so it was interesting. I mean, <laughs> when you're coming off a win, you think you can beat anyone. Right. But for me, it's like just clean up the other big names in that division. Yeah. Well, so that way you are, you really are the last person on the hill. And the same can be said for Caleb Plant. So say Caleb Plant beat Canelo, I would say go after. Right. Um, Benavides, go after Andre, go after uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, and that's the thing, right? That that was a, kind of the point that I was making um, was that this puts a massive target in Canelo's uh, back, right? If, if he's going to hold all four titles at once, I mean, there's mandatory, there's mandatory fights, there's, there's challengers there's people that's gonna call you out you're gonna have to i mean he wants to fight six times a, uh, a year he's his schedule is gonna be pretty full now I, i've been saying this right like it it it's different when you're when you're um boxing at a professional rate of course at an amateur rate you could fight maybe three times every six months right um that that's pretty that's pretty reasonable in the amateur um in the amateur class but in professional i mean i can only imagine one of these guys is gonna catch up to canelo and canelo you know he's he is in his 30s right um and i'm not saying he's old or anything but soon he's gonna be in the wrong side of 30 uh and if he's still holding at least like I'm pretty sure he's still going to hold all four. Would that prompt other fighters from different weight classes to just come up and challenge this guy? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but then again, I also wouldn't be surprised to see Canelo try and go up to the Mm. 170s. Interesting. And try and beat people up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you know, he's he's not a you know, Canelo's not a robot. Yeah, Canelo's a human, and what do humans want when they find success? They want more. Right. Yeah, you know, I was about to say, I was like, there could be a chance that as soon as he gets the IBF, he's actually going to vacate all the titles because at that point, I mean, what's the point of fighting guys again, right after the, he beats him up? Um. Uh, I thought I think it's a little it makes a little bit more sense to go back down to Walter. Um that way I think it's a little bit easier on him. He doesn't have to put a little bit more weight. Um uh, of course he's going to lose probably a little bit of his power, but I think Canelo is already used to it going up and down. Um uh I think also there's a lot of money in that Walter weight division. To Walter or junior middleweight 154. Well, that's I, I thing, can't right? see Canelo fighting at 147. Well, no. that's the thing, right? Like, um, 
how many titles are there in the junior welterweight, uh, junior middleweight that you think would extend his legacy? Well, 154, you have Charlo. You have Charlo. Or both of them. Right? Yeah, yeah, Triple G. Right. I mean, I don't know. For me, I think there's a little bit more in the welterweight division, especially with a lot of the, the talents coming in. Now, obviously, some of these welterweights will probably grow to a middleweight, you know, size. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I I personally think that as soon as he, he gets Caleb Plant's IBF, if he does win... I think he's gonna vacate a lot, all of the the titles, because then at that point there's no there's no point, you know. I'd watch the verbiage there. I don't want to say as soon. Oh, okay. Also, oh, he also oh, he might defend some of his titles. He he might take some of those defenses and you know, like you said, fight David. David no, Vance. no. What I mean by as soon is like you said, as soon as he takes plans. Well, there's no guarantee he can beat Caleb Plant. Oh well, no, no, no. I, I'm yeah, absolutely. I'd like, watch that if I were you. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's like, what I'm telling you right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, right before before we had a break, I'm pulling for for Caleb Plant because I mean, it, it's a little bit, it, it yeah, it's a little bit more of a Cinderella story to to come true, but I mean, just just saying, if Canelo does take the IBF, I think he most likely I think he's gonna drop it all. Like you said, he might go up in weight. Uh, for me, I think he should go down to either junior middleweight or go back to welter. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Absolutely, and that's much better. Yeah, if is much better than uh, when he. So appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, we're gonna leave it there. So we got two zero on the Caleb Plant. Hopefully, that fight gets done. Like I said, Al Heyman and Eddie Hearn have a lot of work to do. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the dark and twisted case of Felix Verdejo. Fans, welcome back to the No Decision Podcast. We're going to now talk about the most uh, recent conviction of Felix Verdejo. So for those uh, who don't know, Felix Verdejo is a fighter coming out of uh, Puerto Rico. Was at one point a up-and-coming prospect from the country and has had a pretty decent career. Uh, 29 wins and two losses. And uh, he most recently came off a defeat to um, uh, Masayoshi Nakatani in the top-ranked bubble um, via knockout. And, of course, uh, earlier this month, he was um, indicted on a murder case of his girlfriend and a intentional murder of an unborn child. Uh, due to the reports, this was a move in which he set up a kidnapping of uh, his uh, then-pregnant uh, girlfriend to try and, um, I guess that was his way of trying to undo the unexpected pregnancy. Uh, the body of uh, the woman was found in a river or a body of water, and... Um, with the unborn child and Felix Verdejo went from person of interest to turning himself in. And man, it's despicable. I don't like it. And, you know, to me, things like this, you know, that just goes to put, that just goes to show that 
he now belongs in the wasted talent pile. Because, and I don't know what his motive was. Maybe, you know, okay, I understand. You know, people don't expect to have families, but that's not the way to deal with them. And I, I, I kind of wish really nothing but the worst for this guy. I used to enjoy watching him when he was on the come up. I enjoyed watching his last fight against Nakatani. But now, much like everybody else, I think my view of him is no longer the same. And, you know, he, he deserves to face as many repercussions as he can for um, killing his partner and unborn child. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I, I can only hope that um, justice will be served. Um for his girlfriend uh, and unborn child and yeah uh you know unfortunately it um it happened to one of the talents in our in the sport that we love um and you know um like you said uh, i don't know what his motives were uh, at this point i really don't want to know um you know because w when you make these such actions um really i mean what's 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 the point you know what's you know uh, for me you know what's the point of of learning this man's motivation um but yeah it, it, it's a sad day um and yeah i hope that you know if if it does come down to it i i hope he he, he gets what he deserves um um, you know, there's talks of, of, of death penalties. Um, of course, this happened in Puerto Rico, so I, I'm not really familiar with um, the Puerto Rican government's uh, law or how they enforce the law over there. But in, in the recent days, I've, I've heard that, you know, the Puerto Rican government, you know, doesn't really do a lot uh, in, in light of domestic violence against women. And, but... You know, I think this is an incredible. I mean, this is this is this is the 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 big opportunity, right? To to yeah, uh, to kind of just I wouldn't say like make the right decision here, but yeah, it, yeah, uh, it, it it's it's tough. It's tough to to talk about because. You know, it, it's it's such a sensitive topic of, you know, what caused this and what fighters go through. Um, perhaps this is, you know, a lot of people will link this to to, to boxing and what it does to a human. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, you know, like I said, a, a lot of the times people, you know, will reflect on... The things that they've learned either through their past or through their surroundings or their environment and yeah uh, i just hope um justice is served for uh, for his girlfriend and his unborn child sure um nothing but uh condolences to the rodriguez family rest in peace to Keisha rodriguez um and uh you know it's a very very horrific um event 
Uh, I wish, you know, we didn't have to really cover it. I don't want, I don't have any fun covering this in our show tonight, but of course, you know, it shakes up the boxing landscape when a fighter of the caliber and recognition of Felix Verdejo, you know, does occur in such a atrocity. But yes, condolences and rest in peace to uh, Keisha Rodriguez. We're going to take another time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about the upcoming fights for the rest of May and our closing statements for tonight. We'll be right back. Trainers Fight fans, welcome back to the No Decision Podcast. We're in the home stretch here. Just talking about the upcoming fights for the month of May. And next week uh, on the, or no, two weeks from now, I'm sorry. On the 22nd, we have the Junior welterweight unification bout over ESPN top rank, Josh Taylor versus Jose Ramirez Jr. Um, this seems to be a good fight. Uh, always uh, have a thing for watching uh, smaller weight classes go at it and more belts on the line. Um, Josh Taylor from the UK, Jose Ramirez, Mexican-American. Um, and, you know, it's going to, I feel like it's going to be an all out war. Um, I wonder if it's going to be one of those fights where, um, the UK guys come here and they seem to get blown to F up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, two undefeated fighters, right? Two undefeated prospects, um, like what we had, um, last night. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting, right? Um, usually when two prospects, um, meet one another and you know they're undefeated one you know one one's career the one who wins usually his career is going to skyrocket and you know usually the one who loses will un unfortunately like you know kind of stay or stagnate within um the division uh, hopefully that's not the case to, uh, for e either one of these guys but uh yeah it it'll be it'll be fun Absolutely. Um, so once again, May 22nd, 2021, I believe it's in the top rank bubble. It is yeah. uh, Josh Taylor versus Jose Ramirez Jr. Junior welterweight, or yeah, Jose Ramirez, I'm sorry, not Jose Ramirez Jr. Jose Ramirez, junior welterweight unification bout on 22nd of May over ESPN+. Plus. This one I'm really excited for, Joy. Uh, May 29th, over the zone, and I believe this fight is going to Vegas. Devin Haney, Jorge Linares. I've been watching Linares since he was a sparring partner for Manny Pacquiao. Mm. Devin Haney, I've been quite high on. And, you know, Eddie Hearn is lucky to have him in his stable. Haney's finally going to get one of those big tests. Yeah. And by those tests, I mean the kids fighting someone that is pretty goddamn dangerous yep. in the... Uh, in the... Um, case of Jorge Linares and you know I think Haney despite him being seen as a very patient very tactical very uh Floyd-esque fighter I think he's gonna have his hands full against Jorge Linares not saying he's gonna lose but it's gonna be quite the test that we've all been waiting for for people like him and Ryan Garcia Gervonta Davis etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah Absolutely. Uh, I, I completely agree. You know, Devin Haney is definitely one of the biggest up and coming names uh, in the sport of boxing. Um, you know, and, and he's going up against Jorge Linares, right? Which I think Linares is the biggest um, lightweight 
right? Currently in the division. Uh, people forget, I mean, Linares is very much a veteran of the game, but not only that, he, he was once a champion. He was once the star of the lightweight division. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Lomachenko stepped in. And let's not forget, this is the guy that dropped Lomachenko um, once. And so, yeah, he, he definitely carries a lot of power. Um, and he is very tactical. Um, he's more of an inside fighter, right? He, he wants to get in there. If 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 Haney can just control the distance, um, I think he'll be okay. But I think he will struggle a little bit, right? Um, and so, you know, Devin Haney is not, like, the best defensive fighter. Um, he doesn't bring, like, not anything new to the defensive game. But... He does have a lot of arsenal. He does have a lot of power in his punches. Pretty much, you know, drop Gamboa, right? And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think this is an interesting one. Um, another one of the, the biggest tests that the young young guns have to prove themselves in. Absolutely. You know, we are very, very blessed this May. So once again, May 29th, Devin Haney, Jorge Linares, Las Vegas, Nevada, over the zone. And with that, that is the end of our show. Uh, we appreciate you all joining us tonight, and I hope you appreciated uh, being around and hearing what we had to say about the boxing landscape. If you want to hear more from us, check out the Run It Back podcast, where we discuss the current landscape of Formula One. This week, we talk about the Spanish Grand Prix and how another masterclass from probably if not say the greatest formula one athlete probably one of the greatest athletes in sport ever lewis hamilton doing a career defining victory over his rival max verstappen but with that we're closed now you don't have to go home you can't stay here if anything, we are thankful for you spending your Mother's Day with us. Happy Mother's Day to all the mother figures around the world. Let me say that on this uh, lovely May 9th evening. But for what it's worth, you can always come back next week. And we'll have a fresh set of rounds for you. But until then, I'm Wes Ibarra. He's Joy Villapando. Have a great night.